Hello. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Merlin. Happy, uh, bo- it's happy good. Monday. It's good. Yeah, we missed last week because you were uh, at the Apple event. Oh, sorry. Last week was kind of, uh, yeah, I was recording uh, live from the show floor. Yeah. How was Tim Cook? Did you say hi for me? Oh, I did. I did. I had a very long, you were second or third on the list, but yeah, I did. I did uh, kind of buttonhole him into a uh, an alcove uh-huh. and I had a lot of notes for him. An apps as the, uh, as the New York Times crossword puzzle would say. Mm. An apps. I, I, uh, I talked to him about how the Wi-Fi, um, you know, troubleshooter doesn't mm-hmm. troubleshoot anything. <laughs> oh, so true. Started so laughing true. hysterically. I was dragged oh, away by security. So and, and I could just <laughs> hear him in the distance. We can't wait to see what you do with this. Uh, hey, um, yeah. Do, do you have the goggles yet? Have you got the Apple, <laughs> the Apple goggles? No, I, I don't have them yet. Oh, they're like no. eight thousand dollars, right? And you huh? get to you so you can watch porn and talk to people on the bus. Well, wait, what, what was your <laughs> what, what was the price you said? I don't know, uh, eight eighty uh, something. Uh, eighty, some, eighty, <laughs> 80, 80, 80 what? Eight eight thousand eight. 80, Do you know what 000? this technology? You know what it costs for Elvis to have a Betamax that he, that he could take from <laughs> hotel to hotel. Do you it know was what the that cost? Of a in car. The, it was like a Honda Civic, right? Well, like you know, John Lennon had a Rolls Royce with a turntable in it. Yeah. You know, what's privilege if you don't use it is what I always say. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a very, it's a crazy interesting uh, technology. I, you know, I'm an old guy, so I'm mostly interested in the, you know, kind of more mundane stuff. But Oh, sure. But I'm excited for people who are excited. Do people seem excited? You know, I'm very, you, you're so lucky. You, mm, you have all I'm your. really app- lucky. <laughs> you're so lucky. You know, it's like shoe, shoes and clothes fit you off the rack, don't they? Well, you know, you just a, your size medium, and you just get the medium, and that is that is a deeply, time. deeply ableist guess. <laughs> no, no, I mean, and I don't want to get into it. I don't, it's too, right, it's too, right. it's too personal. But you know, the thing is, in Vision Quest or whatever it's called, mm-hmm. I, there's a name for it. It's a mm-hmm. uh, Reality Pro mm-hmm. or something, or <laughs> pros and cons of hitchhiking, something like reality that. Reality Pro. Trademark. Trade, TM, TM, TM. Yeah. So, you you know, you uh, you put them on and it looks really cool. I'm, I'm not going to make fun of it. Uh, no, no, no. How, the thing I'm happy about is that you have all your Apple friends. Oh, yeah. Tell me why I'm lucky, John. Well, you guys are lucky. You get to Apple yeah. together mm-hmm. and you and everybody that listens knows what you're talking about and they're like, they're Appling with you and, yeah, and it, just yeah. feel, it just feels like a big club, like a big warm hug, hug fest. And no, it's I, a it's, I never it's get a community. Invited. No, you you know what? That's a goddamn shame. You used to be John Roderick. Well, see, and you know, it's and nice it's just, to turn things down. It is, and I can't get I can't get the Wi Fi uh, no. to work half the time, and, no. and and you know when you when you ask it to troubleshoot it, it doesn't it doesn't work. But nobody nobody laughs at my Apple jokes, and so the the goggles came up, and I I knew you guys were all over in in your club, <laughs> and you were like. And you were so excited. All and- clothes fit me. Everyone's my friend. Merlin's got it all figured out. He's so dang lucky. And I was sitting over here. I had so many questions about him. I was you like, you weren't even invited to the goggles. I was like, can you play it? Does it have like a, can you like look at Wikipedia on them and stuff? You know, right. I had all that kind of question, like real technical stuff. Like, yes. can you, can you look at Wikipedia? 
Can you Google things can from you, them? You know, can you search Wikipedia? Can you search Wikipedia from when, them? When, no, yeah. The, can can you remember that you search for something, or you can can you search for can you search for it on Wikipedia again? Can you can you order pants? Yeah. Can you follow links for links. instance? And mm-hmm. you know, nobody was talking about it. They were all excited about other things, and 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 you know, and I raised my hand, but I didn't get mm-hmm. called on. Yeah, you you didn't watch it, did you? Oh no no oh, okay. No, no, but I heard I just, about I, it. No, that's, believe me, that, that's plenty enough. I'll tell you what's the, one of the things that is most interesting about it. I, here's if you didn't ask, really. I know you, you're having fun with me, but oh. the the thing in a nut for me is this is different in a lot of ways than what people have done up till now, uh, in a number of ways, and I think it's it's doing something that drives people crazy about a new kind of consumer technology, but I think is really smart. And the way I phrased it with some other people I was visiting with. With your on, Apple friends. Uh, my community on the show floor, my ill-fitting pants. <laughs> oh, my God, the rise in these things. If I wore pants where they're supposed to be, I would look yeah. like Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. My, my, my waistline would be just below my nips. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's they're they're made for people the long rise. They're not made for for short I, rise. I know people. we're not. There's words we're not supposed to use anymore, John. That I'm yeah. not ready to get get rid of quite yet. Can I just can you just point me to the section for the fat boys? I just want to <laughs> husky. You want husky clothes? Sears would husky. Sears would call me husky. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm a, I, I need chode jeans. I need yeah. like joke pants with a comically short rise. Yeah. And I, I can't get into it. But anyway, the thing I said that the, the, based on people who have used it and talked about it, blah, blah, blah. Um, so what I was going to say, though, is in a nut. We talk about this in the community all the time. Uh, sure, it, sure. The, you know, what is it, who is it? Was it Richard Feynman? Probably Carl Sagan who said, before before you can bake a cake, you must invent the universe. And oh. I think, I think before you can so do true. all the stuff that you quote unquote can already do on my computer, you have to learn how to watch TV. Okay. Now, for a lot of us, our first experiences on a computer might have been through a TV set, you know, with the way that it was hooked up. I'm just saying, like, if you can never figure yeah, out right? how to hook up <laughs> your computer and watch it on the TV, you're never going to be doing Pearl programming. And okay. and what I'm trying to say here is people who go, I wouldn't pay that kind of money to watch a movie Whoa. on a United flight. They say it, they go, Bleh. they make that Whoa. noise. Oh, Isn't that's that awful? a hell of a noise! I don't it's know if I've ever made that noise very, in my life. Well, I, I, what I, what I lack in, in a correctly sized rise, I more than make up for in raspberries. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so those people, the raspberries, let's call them. Well, no, and it's I, a whole I, group I, of people. See, here, here's the thing, John, and this is the point I finally arrived at that I loathe, but I have to learn how to live with. Which is, I, I, I think I understand what most people are saying most of the time. And I think I kind of agree with everything almost everybody says all the time because everybody has their reasons. Sure. Their and reasons. I, I understand why people are terrified about AI. I understand why people don't want ski goggles for the United flight, which is a terrific guided by voices EP. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, but, uh, uh-huh. but no, but I think but rather than jumping straight into the whole, like this is the error. God, this is going on longer than I wanted. The error that was made by Mr. Zuckerberg and friends, one of the things was they tried to go straight into what they perceived as the practical application of this. And uh-huh. I don't want to be unkind about it, but the demos are funny and well-known for a reason, because it's people with no legs that look like anime characters sitting in a meeting. And and the way I, I said, it, said it to Dan was, it's like everything about your job is still d- difficult, but now we've added a helmet. You haven't changed <laughs> anything about what actually makes work ch- <clears throat> 
excuse me, what actually makes things like work and meetings challenging, you've just added material and now you don't have legs in it, you know? If you really had helmets, though, it would at least be safer. For, for you mean like for head wounds and stuff? Yeah, if Zuckerberg had actually, had actually made like, like Buck Rogers helmets. Right, especially if you were working with like Amy Klobuchar and like she threw a binder at you, it would mm. be nice to have mm. some headgear. Mm, Amy Klobuchar. Is that her name? I think that's I her name. I don't know. Where's my about. salad comb? Uh, um, salad comb. She's cal- she she ate a, ate a salad with a comb one time. And people talked about it. Wow. Yeah. We There's don't get so to pick what we're, we don't get don't to don't pick know. what we're famous for, John. No, that's no. Woo! <laughs> Sing it, sister. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting squarespace.com/supertrain. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform for building your brand and for growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, you can engage with your audience, and you can sell anything, whether that's your products, services, or even the stuff that you create. Whatever it is you want to do, Squarespace has got you covered. So much you can do. You can use their insights to grow your business. So if you've ever wondered where your site visits and sales are coming from and which channels are the most effective, you can analyze all of that in Squarespace. And once you got that data, you can improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords or your most popular products and content. Of course, you can sell your products in an online store. Again, whether that's physical objects, digital stuff, whatever it is, Squarespace has the tools that you need to start selling online. One of my favorites, you get started with the best-in-class website template, and then you customize it to fit your own needs. It really is as easy as browsing the category of your business. Uh, You can find a perfect place to start. And then you customize it all yourself. Just a few clicks, a couple drags, and Bob is your uncle. It's the best. Uh, You're using Squarespace right now because that is where the Roderick on the Line podcast is hosted. Uh, Ever thus, it shall be, uh, one imagines. A big fan of Squarespace. They do my personal sites, and they probably ought to be doing yours uh, as well as for your business. You know, if you got a business, go on to your business and let Squarespace take care of the rest. So right now, please go to squarespace.com slash supertrain. You can get yourself a free trial with no credit card required. And then when you're ready to launch, use our very special offer code SUPERTRAIN. And that's going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. Once more, at squarespace.com slash SUPERTRAIN. Sign up with that offer code SUPERTRAIN for 10% off of your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Boy, oh boy. But, well, I, but, but buy... what's exciting, I'm going to tell you the one last thing about this that I think yeah, is really cool. And, and this is a friend of the show, Marco Arment, talked about this. Uh, I mean, obviously, I haven't had it on at the time I heard him talking about it. He hadn't had the thing on. But he said something I think is really smart and is, I think, adjacent to the point I'm trying to make, which is like, until you can make this thing not feel stupid and foreign, you're not going to want to do anything on it. And he's and he's curious about this. I'm curious about this, and lots of people have talked about this. When you put the thing on, it on the one hand, it doesn't feel like the first thing it does is it's got like twelve cameras or something, so you Whoa. can see everything around you. But like that sounds like table stakes, right? But if it didn't look like the room that you're in, wouldn't you instantly be sort of like? Ugh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to slather anything on top of this if it can't even get my living room right. And that's, even if it did look like the room I'm in, I'd be like, Ugh. but, then, but you, then you can change it. Could you improve this a little? Yes. And for example, uh, a friend of the show, Matt Webb, on his wonderful web blog or blog, Interconnected, talked about how there's 
you know, when you put things somewhere, it stays there, like physical things. Like if you want a painting on your wall, it stays there. And when you go home, when you go to your office or home someplace else, your hotel room, your United flight, that painting's not there because that's back in this other place. There's a sense of like, I don't know. Yes. So I think all that, I think all that is really interesting. I understand why people say what they say. I respect mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I, I think it's a, it's a, it's another thing I said to our friend Dan. It's like you just saw the teaser trailer for the future and said, I'm not that into it. You saw saw a two-minute teaser trailer, and then you said, that's it. I'll just Mm. keep my horse. I think a lot of people would say, if they saw a teaser of the future, that they were not into it. No thanks, they would say. No thank you. Yeah, I think think you're absolutely right, especially in in the southeast of the United States, and, and the south and the Midwest, and probably the north. The United States does not want to see the future. I, I went to a John Vanderslice show last night. No kidding. They're in he, Seattle? Yeah, well, in Tacoma. Oh. Which is but a, still, you know, no, no, that's, sort a, that's of a, awesome. It's it's like a doolap that hangs down below Seattle. Doolap, doolap. CPAP, doolap. But he talked about <laughs> Central Florida for a while. Time travel is lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, artichoke farm. <laughs> Don't. But yeah, so uh, but he was talking about Florida a lot, and uh, and it didn't sound like they wanted to learn about the future down there, even in the even in the seventies when we were all alive, you and me and he. Yeah. <clears> Wait, does he, he has a Florida connection, right? He's from Central Florida. Yeah, he right. grew up down there, Florida. Yeah. Grew up down there in the. Oh no, no, no. He said his grandparents had a place up by the Suwannee River, and they lived down closer to Swamp Town, USA. I'm not uh-huh. sure. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah. See, but that's like naming naming the street after a peach in Atlanta. There's so uh, many swamps. They had to disambiguate it when 911 came along. Never forget. Oh, is that right? Oh and, yeah, because where the, I live, go to the blue swamp and turn left over well, to the orange. You, you swamp? didn't ask, but when I was a flower delivery delivery boy in 1986, yeah. I would I would use a map like a person, and a I, map, I sure. learned how to get around. These and days on your Apple uh, goggles, you would be able to call that map up, presumably. I would be able to write directly to the president of Hager Pants and say the rise in these is all wrong. It's split my ball sack. God, I wish it would split my ball sack. My ball well, sack I, I never bet, touches my pants. My, I bet the my, my ball sack would be closer is... to my knees at that point. Oh, dear. Oh, no, no, no. It's not, I mean, I, I'm just as God made me, sir. Oh, you're old. You, you need to start over. I'll send, start you a photo over. Of the, I'll send you a photo of me in pants. Mm. Send it to the guy from Hanger Pants. You guys work it out. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I cut you. Oh, so, so, so you saw John Vander Slice and... and oh, but, but I, yeah, I've been thinking about the Apple Florida, goggles Florida. a lot. Did you get, did you get, uh, did you ever buy the other uh, Zuckerberg product, the one where you get to play... Uh, uh, World of Warcraft or whatever with two right. little hoop, hoops in your hands. Did you ever buy that? Um, no, I, I, I'm just, just. I mean, just to make it real easy, I'm not personally, personally, surpassingly interested in using things like that. I think I it's very interesting, and I see how it's valuable. And there's a million. If anybody wants to actually talk the tech stuff of this, well, yeah, there's a lot beep, about beep. this. I'm more excited by the fact that there's FaceTime on my Apple TV now. How cool is that? Like, that's that's a human know. interaction that I think I will use more now that I have it there. But I've never, I've never, I don't think I've, the last, God, the last AR, uh, like augmented reality thing that made me go, whoa, was probably 2010. And somebody made this app built on top of Wikipedia, Wikipedia, where Wiki-pedia. you could point it at something, like on the horizon, 
and it could help you identify what the thing was. Kind of like the way like the astronomy apps work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Astronomy apps, yep. (laughs) No, I have them. I have like four of them. Oh, I know. Skyview. I'm all about Skyview. You point them at the star and you're like, wait a minute, is that the star or is that the star? Have you seen the one that tells you when it's golden hour or or tells you like where the... There's ones where you can have notifications. They'll tell you, is the sunset going to be nice tonight? Mm. Does it tell you if you're going to see the green flash? Um, no, I think that's a DC thing. I think that's from when oh, he entered the time vortex. I see what you're saying. I don't know. The green flash, is that a Northern Lights thing? The green flash? No, no, no. The green flash. Is that an EMP? I, I don't know whether Paul they Allen? say green flash or whether they say green flash. It's one of those, green like, is it, is it Eugene or is it Eugene? It's green, green flash. What green it flash. is, okay. it's a phenomenon. Oh, please. Okay. I don't want I want to get back to Vanderslice, but tell me about green flash. Well, it's a, it's a phenomenon where when people are watching the sunset, over the ocean, some people, Merlin, some people, some people. report. <laughs> like Frank Zappa. Some very, people claim some to people. see a green flash. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. If you've seen it once, you'll like never see it. beyond shooting star. As the sun, just as the sun okay. goes below, dips below <gasps> the horizon. Blink and you'll miss it. There's a boom. Boop. A flash of green, hmm. a like a thing where if it if you see it, you'll you you will never be the same. And if you have and if you are if you're listening right now and like I think I've seen a green. No, you John, haven't. There's a page about it on the Internet Science site. This sounds like it's real. Green flash, and you know I've spent a lot of time looking at the sun go down into the ocean. Boy, let me tell you, on the list of things I've done a lot, that's on it. Not Whoa. near the top, but it's on it, and. I've been looking for the green flash, and I think it might be a thing where if you're looking for it, you'll never see it, uh-huh. or like, or maybe not. Like like love. And there are a lot of people that are like, I don't know about this green flash. I think mm-hmm. it's just a, burp. you know, it's like Ken Jennings. Oh, the sun is the, always the same size. It's like, sure, Mr. Science. Mm-hmm. Sure, the sun's always the same size. Well, that's size. how the moon gets you. See? See? You know, but the green flash, I've heard, I've, I have met a person that saw the green flash. Oh, and, uh, and you could see they they yeah, they, didn't, they seem different. Well, yeah, they didn't just have two pupils anymore. They had like nine pupils. Oh, now they turned into an anime character. That was for, from then on. They looked like Finn when he get when he <laughs> falls in love with a girl. <laughs> so spice. <laughs> oh my god, I was my kid and I were talking about Adventure Time this morning because we we both heard because you know how it is when you hear a word and it's a family word. Yeah, you know family word. words, right? Sure. You hear a family word, and then everybody has to say it in the way the family says it. And we heard somebody there was some mention somewhere about the the, the small bivalve that people eat. Mm-hmm. And at the exact same moment, we both go clambulance. <laughs> <laughs> Mute. <laughs> um, anyway, I've been thinking about that a lot. Wait, hang on, green flash, green flash. Okay, and so so then you get into this thing. Also, I have I have God, we haven't talked in a while. I have a Ken Jennings update. I just want to say quickly, I watched him. I finally went back and stole the episodes of Greatest of All Time with him versus Holtzhauer versus the other guy. Who, oh, who, sure. Then he who underperformed a little bit. I mean, he, he Jamie or whatever. He's like way better than he seemed. But anyway, he's a very he, smart guy. Very smart guy. He just was. It wasn't there. He was. Yeah, he just he. Yeah, it sucks, man. Because I've seen that guy. He is getting very, very fit, though, which is good. Well, the thing about it, according to Ken, not to not to jump ahead, but according please to Ken, jump ahead. I will take all I can get. All three of them knew the answer to every single question. It was just about how fast you were on the button. 
And right. That and, that, is, and then, of course, James was famous because of his background for his betting strategies. Right, right, pushing right. it all in, all Except that stuff. after he pioneered that, that's what they all do now. I mean, Ken yes. used the Holtzauer betting strategies. But it was... And and in the run up to that, he's he so good at finding daily doubles. It's uncanny. Well, and that's the whole game. That's the whole game. He yeah. says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Uh, I but I believe it. He was really worried going in that morning uh, because he just felt like Holtzauer is younger than them, and it's really about reflexes. It's really about rhythm and time, and you have to you have to know. Ken talked about that. How he uh, Alex yeah. Alex asked him. It's so nice to see Alex Trebek again. And when he says to him, like, how do you how do you prepare for this? He says, oh, I do this, I do that. And Ken's obviously so good at being interviewed for these kinds of things. He's so delightful. But he said he said something about how he said, well, honestly, Alex, I listen to the cadence of your voice. Yeah. And like really studying the cadence of his voice gives you a better opportunity, even as an older man, to know where to jump in and not get buzzed out because you're too early. Because they turn on the buzzer. Like this, the, somebody, somebody enables the circuit to happen at a moment after Alex has stopped speaking. That's right. At a certain kind of and scene, like a little voomp. And so Alex stops talking and there's this like voomp. And I think the three of them can, can hear it in their, in the magic. And, uh, and so they're all like poised. So anyway. But you also, the thing is though, you can't just, I think about this when I get into like in that case, watching four episodes eight games of jeopardy you get real into it and start noticing things you know that you i, I don't know so i don't i'm not like an i don't watch jeopardy every day but i, I watch it pretty often but but there's such an uncanny combination of things you have to think about if you if you really are trying to play that game competitively i really doubt i'm the first person to say this but on the one hand you have to think about like what's the category and let's remember, is it blank and blank? Is it, you know, before, during, after? Like all these ones. And you got to think about, well, how good is my world literature knowledge? You can't just focus on buzzing in. You also have to think about, am I will, if I just focus on buzzing in, I might ex- I might buzz in super fast on a $2,000 question I, I'm pretty sure I don't know the answer to, which then gives my competitor the opportunity. You know, it's just, it's weird. It's, yeah. it's, such, it's such a more strategic game. It's like playing diplomacy or something. Well, the the thing the thing that that really struck me that he has explained multiple times is that every is that Jeopardy does not want you to not know the answer. He said the questions are not designed for people uh, not right. to know it because that would be terrible television. That would be closer to a classic '50s game, one of the crooked games, like Twenty One. Or name that tune or something where you, well, name that tune, I guess you play against somebody. But some of those classic old games, like $64 question or whatever, would be ju- just you, right? Yeah. And so that changes the com- the composition of the game if you're playing against two other people. Well, and so what Jeopardy does is every clue I get it. With, within the question, there's the hint, the killer hint to the question. So, well, often it's a thing in, that disambiguates it from other seemingly obvious answers. Well, or it's one a, little, it, one little like pawn or something. You know, you, the question seems to be a thing, like uh, seems to be about a thing, like that one that everybody was mad about the other day. Like, what what former nation used to have X number of of Koreans? All right, and everybody was like, "What kind of a weird question is that?" But within the question itself, there's a clue. Mm-hmm. That if you just know what the word republic means, then you have the answer and it, and the answer is super obvious. And if you get 
distracted right. by the terms of the question. It's just like an SAT question where you're like, ah, there's a trick here. It's the equivalent in some ways of re always read the instructions. Right. And so they all are attuned to that too. Like mm -hmm. what's the, what's the clue within the clue that is making this easy to solve rather than hard to solve? Sometimes they, I mean, obviously there's some classic ones. I don't know how Holtzauer in particular, hi everybody, welcome to our new podcast about Jeopardy. Holtzauer in particular, one thing he does that's interesting, he always answers what is. He never uses any other, he always, he doesn't say who is, he doesn't say where is, he always says what is, he, he always, always, always does that. And then, but he's also, I think, really good at, he's really good at, he seems Beatboxing. to take a beat, I'm just carrying on at this point, yeah. but, but that, he's a hell of a competitor. Yes. I only mentioned it because at it's one point man. they were doing the talking heads thing, which I usually skip. And um, and Ken say, he said, well, how did you know this question about X, Y, Z? And he says, actually, yeah, we just talked about it recently on my podcast. Oh. And, and he mentioned your podcast. He almost never does. He I did figured. That, he did that long New Yorker article the other day, not a single mention of Omnibus. And I said, uh, you know, Ken, that's like uh, probably not 10,000 new listeners, but it might be even four new listeners or 14. And he's like, oh, well, church and state. You know, he's very church and state. Yeah. He's, but, uh, he seems very lawful were, good. He's whew, extremely lawful good, although there is a devil in him. But let's mm. not talk about that now. <laughs> but did, when you were listening to the to the to the goat, did you hear me in the audience? Because you can hear me. I'm, I do the ha ha ha. Oh, that was you. Yeah. Ho ho. <laughs> Hello. Ha, ha, ha. You know, there's just a little bit of, uh, and it's not. I'm not doing it to get on TV. It's my natural reaction to things. But there were some funny <laughs> Name things. Name a soap, a pope, and a dope. Ah! Actually, I, I think that's ah! Karnak. But... <laughs> oh yes. Oh. Yes, <laughs> you are right. And so, so green yeah. flashes, that's the kind of thing that where somebody could say, well, I've never seen that. I've been around a long time and I've seen a lot of sunsets. And it must make a person sound a little bit nuts to say, I understand. But here's the thing. It's this thing that goes by really fast and you've got to be watching in this particular place. You would and, think that all of the sea captains would be like, ah, yes, I've seen the green flash. But they haven't. Oh, you, you, know, see, you see Mr. Column hand me the lead. Yes, exactly. Mr. Gollum. <laughs> uh, Wait, who was that? Uh, was that Jason? <laughs> you haven't asked me about my call with Jason. Well, I heard that you and Jason Finn had a call about Master and Commander, but... I, we had a call about... I didn't want to hear about that. What, what is omnibus. This omnibus call about many, yeah. many... I think for practical purposes, we might now be each other's attorney and we're not really allowed to talk about it. So wait, did you have a Thiracutha moment with him where he said, I'm finally going to get you on the hook here and tell you everything I've been thinking about Roderick on the line for the last 20 years? Oh God, I wish. You could get Chris Ballou in on that call and listen to those I would, two I would, I would really, I would, we talked a lot, funny enough, speaking of Chris, we did talk a lot about hearing loss. Uh -huh. And I was like, I was saying, yeah, yeah, I, I spent three nights a week in front of, right, like, right in the path of my friend's orange half stack. And he's like, he's like, Merlin, you ever, I don't do a good Jason, but Merlin, you ever realize how close a snare drum is to your ear? Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you know, oh, that must have been really loud. <laughs> for, for, for me, it was the hi-hat, which was right over my shoulder And for that's why I said to Jason, years. they're higher up. You're more likely to recognize the sizzle of a zildjian. Like in a room, you might, you know, the guitar is getting mic'd and running through the big system. But like, yeah, that's that's killing that range of the female voice. Just killing it. One of the things about drummers is they like to hit that hi-hat on do. every single beat for every single song 
forever. And so, yeah, 20 years of... How many times do you think Stuart Copeland's hit a hi-hat? I mean, I, I'm probably well, guessing at least a couple a hundred. Yeah, six to ten 16, times more He hits it 16 times per second. He does. <laughs> the beginning of every little thing she does is magic. I said this recently, that, that Clem Burke's opening to Dreaming, the 15 seconds <clears throat> at the opening, remember how it starts four, four whole notes? It's like, and it's all just all fills, all like Max Weinberg style, fucking just yeah. crazy fills. That 15 seconds is more aerobic exercise than I've had in my entire adult life. I love that kind of drumming too. And, I do and, too. Uh, I love it so much. The new Springsteen I, I, Live record, which is you know, it's, got, it's it's from the Darkness '78 tour, which is I think arguably their greatest performances and greatest you know some of their best known stuff from of their live stuff is from that tour. So it's different shows. So if you've ever heard yeah. you know like that radio broadcast from '78 or whatever, you might have heard these. But oh my god, it's so fucking good and it's so clear and I really appreciate. Like Max Weinberg is so steady, he's so you know what I mean. He's so solid, but his little fucking fills are, are just bananas all the time. Like Candy's room and stuff. Oh god damn it! He's thinking about it a lot. I, I I've told you my theory that that uh, you know that everything is about uh, everything is about the doors when you really break it down. <laughs> Not <laughs> oh, in the sense. Oh, oh. In the sense, I'm going to show uh, some serious that, professional courtesy right here and hear you out about this. So please continue. In the sense that uh, the, the Bruce Springsteen, Bruce oh Springsteen is the Doors of Bob Dylan. You should go back to talking about Vision Pro. <laughs> whereas, shit you know about. Whereas the Clash is the Doors oh. of punk rock. Oh, and the and the Jam is the Doors of ska. And Pearl Jam, Jam is, is the gonna doors. make the style <laughs> the, council. Pearl Jam is the doors. Look like the honeycombs. See, there's always a uh, the doors. There's always of every the... single movement, and, and, it's, and it's not doors... one thing. It's 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 for that thing. They're the doors. That's right. Of that thing, you could they probably are have the a doors. doors of fast food restaurants. Probably Roy you Rogers. Could. And the thing about it is, the doors of every single uh, musical movement <laughs> is very popular. And threatens to define the the movement, like Springsteen defines the rock rockification of Dylan, but he is the doors of that. The Clash defines punk rock in a way, but they are the doors of it. Is, it, so, is it too on the nose though to say maybe another candidate might be X, not just because of Ray Manzarek, but like? You're saying that there are other bands that do other... Well, like, I, I don't like the Doors things. at all, and I think they're yes. very overrated. Yes. But X is one of the best bands, and if you watch that wonderful video for White Girl, which oh, everybody should be watching probably once a month or so, that's quote-unquote live in the studio, but fucking DJ's just going ham on those drums. And, and, then, and then John Doe's cigarette falls out of his mouth while he's playing bass. It's really fucking cool. But no, I don't think you can be the X of... of X is in the variable because X came later, right? <laughs> the doors are er of all these other things. The er band. Well, no, just er of these things that followed. Like you cannot be the doors of the British. Oh, you're, invasion. Getting, you're talking like fucking Jungian. You're getting yeah, deep. right. Well, you can't go back and be like the doors of jazz, but you can be the doors. <laughs> I hate that album. You can be the doors. Well, and it's a terrible book too. <laughs> That's uh, even worse as a book. But like every successive musical. Uh, uh, like uh, movement, you can be the doors of it. And what I'm saying is that <laughs> okay. the commonality, each one of these bands, you think of, you think of Pearl Jam as the doors of grunge, but really 
they are the doors before they are grunge. Mm-hmm. Springsteen is the doors oh, I, I, before I, I, he is. And, 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 and without, so they all belong it, together. They are the okay. doors of music. Would it cost the money to talk about what makes somebody the doors of something? Well, I want I want everybody to sit with that for a while and think about it. You know what? You're right. It. First, you, first you, we got to uh, invent the universe before we bake a cake. Exactly. Why is the jam the doors of ska? Why? I mean, clearly Pearl Jam is the it's doors of grunge. Not ska, but of, of punk? Well, you, you know, it, it, whatever. Yeah. If it's, it, you know, that's not punk. No. Mm. The Clash is the doors of punk. <sighs> and I know a lot of people are going to be like tearing their hair out right now, stomping around. John Syracuse is, is getting in his Porsche and he's driving around the block doing donuts <laughs> because he's like, I can't even handle this. Because he, <laughs> he can't do a New York bagel. <laughs> <laughs> and the Clash have a song called Jail Guitar Doors. If See, there it is, Jail Guitar Doors. So anyway, think about it for a while and then come back with your question. Is John Vanderslice the doors of anything? He could very much be the doors of something. No, 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 no. I don't think so. John Vanderslice is part of the indie rock tradition. Oh, I mean, if you're going to say John Vanderslice is the doors of John Darnielle, maybe. <sighs> uh, you know, another thing, though, is the, you think about oh, some. For, for instance, um, uh, uh, what, what's the band, uh, what's the band where they uh, sing about, um, uh, they sing out of their employee binder, uh, Mm. Uh, it's the fu- it, they sound like Bruce Springsteen except they're indie rock. And oh come loves on! Them. Don't do this. <laughs> they're Don't, the doors. No, of I will that. not. No, I won't. See, I was afraid. You talked about the doors. And you talked about Springsteen, and I, you're going to drag Craig. I fucking knew it. I knew it. <laughs> shoes and socks, I, baby. Socks and shoes. Just think. Just think. Just think about <sighs> it, and then you're talking go about the hold steady. Who Jason and I have recently been texting about the, the hold steady is the doors of of uh, whatever. <laughs> Whatever, whatever they are. Whatever that is. Now, what about, could neutral, is neutral milk hotel maybe the doors of something? I don't the think The doors of Louisiana? So. No, because, because what makes the doors the doors, <sighs> I don't think there's anything in neutral milk hotel that has any of those elements. They're not as no. overrated for sure. Well, so, so there's yeah. a, there, there's a combination of things that make the doors the doors. There's a combination of things that make Bruce Springsteen the doors of Rock Dylan and, and so on, right? <laughs> so... The, door, the doors of Rock Dylan sounds like a D and D module. <laughs> oh, you, you, you find you, yourself, you find yourself <laughs> surrounded you know, by thieves in an lot inn, of drinking ale. You, you incurred a lot of damage with that. Role, the bugbear walks up and asks <laughs> if you're up for an adventure. <laughs> Come on, yeah, come well, on now, touch me. I use my crown of might to turn him into Ray Manzarek. Oh my gosh, I remember a funny bit. Gosh, this must have been maybe in my waning days of having Rolling Stone or following Rolling Stone, but I remember a pretty funny bit. It was when did Bill Wyman leave the Stones? Probably well, it had in the to be 90s in the two thousands. Two thousands, right? yeah. Yeah, I just remember there was a very funny, funny quickie somebody had done that was like our five suggestions or whatever for who should be the new bass player in the Rolling Stones. And one of the suggestions was Ray Manzarek's left hand. Oh, can you imagine? Wouldn't that be great? I think the opening riff for Light My Fire is very good. You know, the thing is that that there are a lot of good songs. Yeah. Full stop, right? Of everybody. Think about all the songs. There are a lot of them that are good. I've been making playlists for my kid, and I've never done it before, except I bought her a T-shirt the other day that said, hi, it's me, I'm the problem, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because she comes home from school every day and says, uh, why am I always the problem? 
And I go, welcome to my life. Welcome to being a Roderick. It's oh something. Oh my God, that's amazing. That's exactly how I feel. I always feel like I'm somebody else's problem or somebody else's project. Exactly. Oh, oh exactly. Right. You're a problem. And then the people that love you, they just change that. They take the letter, the, the R off of the letter, letter sweater and turn problem into project. Yeah. Yeah. I was just watching this really good documentary about New York city and they had the episode, um, with Robert Moses and like the way that he like, mm-hmm. you know, it's changed. He did a lot of stuff, yeah. but yeah, yeah. not all of it great. And, but some, somebody more, somebody in opposing the, his, his particular bizarre form of urbanism, which basically involves displacing Brown people, mm. but, but, but said that, and it's basically this, this thing that really grabbed me was something along the lines of like not seeing New York or any large urban area. We need to stop seeing this as a problem to be solved. That like, why don't we embrace the stuff that makes New York what it is instead of constantly trying to turn it into something that it's not at great cost and injury. Yes. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But um, you and I both, if somebody loves us, they they convert problem into project, but most everybody else sees us as a problem. (laughs) And my daughter is just experiencing that as a young person. Why am I the problem? Every situation, I'm the problem. And so I, I saw this That's T-shirt. I thought it was funny. Feeling. I hate well, that. but you got to grow into it, you know. I guess. It, yeah. You know, we we get made. We we are as God made us, sir. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I find this shirt this and I say, old fruit. <laughs> I say, wear this shirt uh, at, when you're feeling this way, and uh, and you know, put it back at him. Well, then I realized it was a Taylor <laughs> Swift song. Oh, hi, it's me. It's I'm the problem. It's me. Oh wait, is that something Taylor Swift said? It's a new Taylor Swift song, or okay. recent, and uh, and so I said. Oh, by the way, BTW also, it's a Taylor Swift song. And so she went and listened to it. Well, so she's in the car. We're driving along. And I hear her listening to this song for the thousandth time. And I say, when we- You willed that into being. Well, and I, th- and I think Tay-Tay is a great artist, right? Mm-hmm. And, I like, and I like the song. I like hearing my daughter singing it under her breath. But I said, let me see your little device. Let me see your playlists. Well, she's only got a couple of playlists that she listens to over and over because she's never, you know, she did not grow up in the technology. She does. She's not like a super technology, but she did figure out like I can make playlists and shows she's made a couple and she, she describes them as her pop one and her rock one. Okay, cool. So I said, would you like me to make you a playlist? And she said, as you might, there's only one appropriate answer to this. So take a minute. Well, but she said it, it as you, and this is her, this is how she approaches media in general. She said, well, yes, but I really only like songs that I already like. Yeah. And I said, yes, I understand. I know exactly what you mean, but let me put some songs into a you list. You call it the yellow zone. And here we go. G- right? give, her, give her some yellow zone songs. And what was interesting, what, that's right, a little bit of, little yeah, bit of challenge. There's a little challenge, but like, it's not, not difficult. It's just music. You'll be okay. And so we could do this because she had the, her headphones on and I could be making playlists on her device while she is also listening to music at the same time and also, I guess, reading a graphic novel. And so I had not, Merlin, I know this is a thing that you love and many of our listeners love, mm-hmm. but I had never done this. Not since the Long Winter's Tour days when right, we would right. sit and DJ for each other as we drove. And what, uh, was that mostly from <clears throat> an iPod probably? Yeah, Eric had an iPod, Sean had an iPod, Michael had an iPod. They were, you know, Sean's iPod had, even in 2004, had 50,000 songs yeah, on sure, it. Yeah, sure, sure. So it was really fun to do. But, but but making a playlist on a streaming service is new for you. It's Well, it's crazy because there's every song, 
All I have to do is be like, well, what what was that? What was that B side? That you know, missing persons B side that I heard one time. Oh, there it is. So I made her first a playlist of all the women in rock, in punk rock that was listenable, and I put it all into a a thing. And then I made her a new wave playlist of just uh, and you know, just like what I would call new wave, Mm -hmm. not what anybody else would. But now that's what I call new wave. That's exactly right. Here's here's Daddy's new wave, and then I was like, and but what I was doing is I was putting in songs. Every fourth song was one I knew she knew, like she loves ninety nine Luftballons, mm-hmm. and she insists on the German one, so I put it in there. Right, fourth song in, and then I know she loved. So, like every fourth song, I gave her, a, a like a familiarity. Yeah, and then I would put in a couple like oh, one, oh bondage up yours. Yeah, right. One pop one that she's going to like, like uh, Kim Carnes' uh, Kids in America, but yeah. then uh, Falco's uh, Rock Me Amadeus, which I know she's going to dig. This is not mm-hmm. the new wave one, by the way. This is now, now Daddy got crazy and was like, can I do more of these? I'm just Yeah, that new wave list that I started for an episode of this show, I've been adding to it for five years. Yeah, it's so And I, f- I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I like, finally like, kind of re-released it to people last week because I'm like, this is actually a really good playlist. And yes, this is, again, that's what I call New Wave. It may not be what you call New Wave, but you yes. know, I have my reasons. The and familiarity so- thing is so smart. That happens a lot in computing also where it's like, you know, even if you're having an experience of like, oh, here's things we recommend that you read. Like if it has a pretty good sense that this is something you have read and like, it'll include it because I think that increases your sense. You know what I mean? Just increases yeah. your sense of like credibility that you do get me. Anybody could just tell me a bunch of stuff I've never heard of, but it's nice to, even on my like Spotify. I don't know if you what you use Spotify or Apple or whatever, but like with, you know, between release radar and um, discover. Mm-hmm. Um, weekly or whatever it's called. Like, yeah, I mean, like, there's so much stuff in there. Like, pfft, replacements? Oh, thank- Oh, really? There's a song by The Replacements called Can't Hardly Wait? Wow, I should check that out. <laughs> Given that I literally started a band to be able to cover it in 1988. <laughs> well, and 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 I, I'm sure if the algorithms knew about me, just based on the number of selvi- Japanese selvage genes show up in my Facebook and uh, because I looked at oh, them right. one time, it's just like, oh, I don't want you to know more. But about about... So, but then, of course, I'm th- I'm encountering the thing that you probably encountered with your kid when they were one years old, <laughs> which is that you were like, "How soon before I introduce them to the Stones album Sticky Fingers?" Right? Like, you're yeah. you were thinking about that a long time before I was. Like, how is my child going to integrate uh, the replacements into their 2010? Yeah, and if, if I do this in the right way, <clears throat> I tried to do this with Pixies, and I, I still think it'll happen someday. But there were certain bands, like especially Pixies, where I was like, "I'm gonna, impl- I'm gonna like, um, what's the Christopher Nolan movie? You know, I'm gonna like uh, incept yes. this into you, and like you're gonna next time you hear Gigantic, you're you're gonna really remember it. From it will be there, right? That's what well, I did anyway. And so I was like, how do I get her so that? how do I get her so that she can listen to the stones? Because it's a long way. It's a long journey to get to the Rolling Stones, yeah. the Rolling Stones that I like for her from where she is. Rocks Off is my favorite Rolling Stones song, but it wouldn't be my favorite Rolling Stones song if I hadn't grown up listening to whatever that's called, High Tides and Green Grass or whatever, mm-hmm. that double mm-hmm. album of greatest hits. Greatest hits. If I hadn't like cut my teeth listening to that over and over, when I did finally hear I mean, I, I think Rocks Off is like one of the greatest songs. The sunshine bores the daylight out of me. It's a great song. 
But, you know, you can't just, you can't go right into that, you know? You want to give them a little bit of, uh, can't go right into the heroin. You know, you got to start by sniffing glue or something. I went to college with a group of guys that were from San Francisco. And in San Francisco, at their particular Catholic high school, Exile on Main Street was what they listened to when they were freshmen. And so by the time they were in college Mm -hmm. and all the other cool stoners were like, have you heard Exile, man? They thought of it as like, oh, you mean a bunch of a bunch of high school music? Like they they had already grown. But you and I are also from the age where you've got the older. I, I don't mean this to be gendered, but like somebody's older brother or somebody's dad. My friend Sam's dad had help and and uh, rubber sole, <clears throat> and he's the one that got me into shit like Steel Eye Span. That then got me into stuff like Fairport Convention. Like th- a lot of that folky, you know, kind of like mm-hmm. British Isles folk rock from yep. the time, Pentangle and stuff like that. But we like. Called out uh, Wesley Stace music, yes. Oh, interesting. Oh, yes. I just watched a really good Richard Thompson documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but no, no, you're absolutely right. Oh, this, is, this is difficult, John. You have a, this is a high degree of difficulty. You need mm-hmm. to thread a needle. So you might not approve of this. You might think but, I'm crazy. You might think I'm crazy. But all I want is her to listen to the cars one day and not think, why is this not? Why, why do I not like these sounds, right? Because I'm talking to her oh, about like, God. here are songs, but here are, there are songs that are also about sounds. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. Wait for daddy. Like there are song, there are sounds that give you feelings just as much as words. So what I did was I made a playlist and I put... Knights in White Satin, and Richard Harris singing Someone Left the Cake Out in the Rain. Like, I'm putting the, I'm putting the corn. It took so long to bake it. I put the corn up there, but it's got yeah. the sounds, right? It's the corn plus the sounds. No, I get that, it. That's how the doors, you know, that's how Pearl Jam becomes the doors. You can't, you can't attract a chicken with brunch. a playlist. You got to put you some go. corn in it. You can't go right to Sway. And say, listen, this is about all his friends being dead. Oh, you know, s- Sway, not Suede. Suede. Sway is in the Stone song, yeah. N- not Suede. Oh, it's such a good song. I don't think you can go to Suede. London Suede is very good, too, though, for what it's worth. It's hard for me to get there because I don't nah, understand. I understand, I understand, yeah. You oh, know, pulp. The, uh, the, pulp is on the axis. Oh, they're, absolutely. They're sad, but they're horny, right? Oh, That's fuck. Sad, I mean, axis. like, oh, God, he wants to, you know, she wants to be Yeah, but I don't, but I don't, people. I'm not giving her any horny music as far as I can tell. That's the really? great thing about New Wave. The horny is so, so buried under the synthesizers that you would have to already be so horny to even recognize that, that there's, uh, you know, that, that there's horny. Yeah, a lot, of stuff that, there's a lot of stuff that might just appear to be a medical condition is yes. a kind of horniness. David Byrne, super horny. Well, a lot of cocaine too. Sure. But, but his songs are, are pretty horny. In, in yes, they are. It's just about being nervous about horniness in some ways. But you're, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. If you, are you nervous about horny? Are you mad about Devo, horny? Same with Devo. I mean. But you're not going to hear it. Uh, you're not going to hear it right away, right? If you, if she I might listen like Girl to, You Want. Girl You Want. Oh, she loves now. Devo. She, uh, Devo's okay. all over her playlists. Right? Oh, great. And she, okay. And she sings along with Devo. She sings along with They Might Be Giants. Did They Might Be Giants is another one. I know those guys pretty well. Not there's no horniness in it, but <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you can't listen to it and and feel horny, right? And, and but that's but that comes later. That, that's that's way way later, way I, down the road. I guess right. So it, yeah, anytime there's a sequencer, I feel like the horniness goes out, or the oh, horniness is replaced because the sequencer is intrinsically. Not horny. What about not like what about Vince Bert, Clark Bernard stuff? Purdy. What a, what about 
early Depeche Mode or Yaz. No, or, no, no. You can find it. Like Small Town Boy. Okay. You have to be feeling it already. Mm-hmm. It's not going to make you horny. Oh, enough. I see. It's like the way when I would take ephedrine, I, I take it with a Coke. And I would call, say Coke was my activator. It acti- you're saying you've got your nit- nitroglycerin, or I don't know how it works, but like you've got your dynamite supplies over here, but like you, you got to get a fuse in one of those red tubes to put it, <laughs> put it in. If you're 16 and your eyeliner <laughs> is smeared. You sell red tubes. What, what do you want? What do you want it for? I, I, do you, you know, like those, you know, like in cartoons, they got those red, you're talking about like a can, like for soup. This is a hmm. pawn shop, sir. No, no, you know, there's, it's like a, kind of like a, a not a stick, but it, you know, a, you know, for nitroglycerin. <laughs> Yeah, a, a stick of nitroglycerin, they call it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, uh Tetrahydrocabinol, cabinol, Uh Tetrahydrocabinol. Yeah, Is that right? So I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to. I don't know what I'm trying to do because I've never I made a playlist it's before. It's a spoonful of sugar type situation. But like in the last ten you get, days, you get a little bit of, sudden, you get some of this, but then you get a little Beyonce countdown in yeah. there, oh, which no, everybody put, should love. I, I put Daddy Lessons in there. But which is too, which is too far. Except there's a way to read Daddy Lessons that's just a cowboy story. Because it's horny. No, it's not horny. It's about it's about uh, shooting. It's about shooting bad guys. But oh. it's all. But it's about shooting bad guys if you're Beyonce, which is like, okay, what's hello? But yes. she can. I think she can listen to it and hear it as something that's simpler. But it's it'll be there for or it'll be there for her when she's complicated, which she isn't quite. <laughs> As far as as far as you know, uh, well, but you know, like mm, well, p- pandemic plus only child plus Montessori plus the fact yeah. that there are no other kids around. There, uh, there's no, slightly yeah. more, you know, mm-hmm. slightly more eyes on the prize. She's got plenty of time to get weird on her own. She'll be fine. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. But I'm weird because what I'm doing sitting here right now is like, well, when can I get back to making playlists? which is not a disease that I had before. It's not a drug that I ever took before. And now I just want to make them and send them out to the world. I want to have like a little... It's, it's difficult to sort of explain like why it's so fun and addictive. Yeah. I mean, but there's so much to it. Got to put I, them in the right order, man. Oh my Everything's God, John. Well, order. as you know, when I pretend to fall, you know, mm. that one's mm. up there for me. You're good at sequencing. Oh, BT dubs. Yeah. Uh, uh, I just heard that there, um, there's, a, there's a group... Now with the uh, with uh, Barsu coordinating, and they're re-releasing the Long Winters records on vinyl. Oh, that's cool! This year, this fall. So that the vinyl be, people that'll be fun. Yeah, the ones that are yelling at me all the time, like I had to pay eight hundred dollars for this. It's uh, it I don't have. I mean, kid has a has a turntable. I don't, but I would just like to have pretend to fall just because it's big and pretty. Yeah, it's pretty, is right. It's so pretty. Sean, Sean, what's his name? Sean. Mm. Who's your guy? Sean Wolf, Sean, Sean Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. yeah, he did. He did. You're lousy with Sean's. Um, there's so much to it. Uh, one is like, there's something. There's a I don't know how you describe it, a kernel of an idea, like something mm-hmm. out there. Like in this case, so originally this was from. Um, so this is called New Wave that still stands up, which started out as a list of the songs you and I mentioned in that episode, and has grown to 53 songs. It's three hours and 20 minutes long, and what what I'm happy I introduced to these road trip. Is is putting in stuff that probably people don't know. That but I is it all know. stuff that we talk about, or is it no, now? No, it's now expanded gone, beyond that. Like the song "With the You" by O Positive. Like I think hardly any. But some people people will know "Into the Light" by Susie and the Banshees, but like yeah. "Lost Weekend," "Stars" by Primatons. Like these songs that were like I taped off the radio. Like I'm yes. not trying to be cool, but like, no. and then but then it's all about. Then you're going through and you're going like, what's you my taped pick off for college this? radio? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. WMNF. And then like you, you, but you'd like, then you got to think about sequencing and then you got to think now the la- the, one of the most difficult ones is where you go, okay, now I need to pare this down. This is, this is. Oh, what goes off? This one, I've kind of let my witch out. Mm-hmm. There's this one, my other, this is a favorite of mine. New Wave, this, my, another favorite of mine is called To Say Hey, I Love You. And it's songs that I love that creep me out as a kid. Okay. Including the titular You Light Up My Life. Yes. But it's stuff, that's where you find your, well, Bob Welch is on a lot of these lists. He's obviously on, he is the, the, the backbone of the Made of Cocaine playlist. Yes. Um, but it's also stuff like, like David Soul. Remember that? That song David Soul had the yes, um yes 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 like yes. songs minor like hit. Find, yeah, what about the uh, what about the Bruce Willis uh, hits you putting those on no there Bruno Bruno did not return <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> well that was an odd thing when that happened let me see if I find this real quick this is really confusing they make it very difficult to be organized well I said to her do you what are the songs that you listen to when you're sad oh, and she okay. and she said that she wasn't sure if she had songs that she listened to when she was sad. And then after a couple of hours, she came back and she said, she started naming songs that made her sad. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, that's different but the same. And, but what I realized was she doesn't yet listen to songs when she's sad to reinforce the sad. Right. That's where, in some ways, like where, to me, like where Elliot Smith, not, not, it's not, I don't mean it as a prescription, but the, but I find myself listening to either or yeah. when I'm in a certain state of mind. Right. Waltz number three is a, is a classic, yeah. like put that on if you want to feel sad, if you're already feeling sad. Yeah, absolutely. You're not, if you're happy and you put it on, if yeah, you're happy your and you know it, exactly. <laughs> I just said to, to say how I love you. So it starts out, you see, you got the night the lights went out in Georgia, which I thought was really a strange. And it was, it was a woman from Carol Burnett, which seems strange. Oh. Vicki Lawrence sang, it's the night that the lights went out in yeah. Georgia. Oh, Vicki Lawrence. You know, how about that? She ran calling Wildfire. Hmm. She ran calling mm-hmm. Wild. Uh, how about Andrew Gold's Lonely Boy? See now you're you're into some AM radio sad yeah. uh, Magnet late at and night steel sad by on Walter Egan stuff. that song freaked me out when I was a kid but now I love it but like if you could read my mind Gordon Lightfoot um, you got to have City of New Orleans on there Oh that's a weird one but now you're getting also get kind of getting into like Snoopy and the Red Baron territory <laughs> Oh no. Oh, I'm just a song before I go. Oh, all of this stuff is like, I'm going to kill my no, this, spouse. Uh, that's why it says, hey, okay, hit shuffle for a quick tour of some of the ineffably disturbing songs that obsessed Merlin as a kid. It's right on the tin. Ben, you don't even know why. Ben, the you two would... of us need look no more. You don't, you don't know why you want to kill your husband uh, no. when you're when you're our age, but you do realize it's... Everybody it's like, wants to kill their husband. It's just a yeah. question of the right activator. That's exactly right. <laughs> Which Carpenter's song is going to make you want to kill your husband, even though it sounds fun? Oh, or um, the song Top of the World. Fun. Oh, you're looking down on creation. We yep. sang that in my church really? when I was little. You know, my mom made us go oh, to church. Oh, shit, John. Just to know about the John, Bible. John, stop right there. We sang it in our church, too. Did you Did you change one word in the song like our church did? I don't remember. What is it? Top of the word. And the only explanation explanation I can can find is the love love that that I found found ever since you've been been around. Jesus put me on the top of the world. No, we didn't do that. We were a West Coast like like uh, Kumbaya oh. Church. Oh, even yeah, though it was do, Presbyterian, yeah. but if yeah. you had said the word Jesus, people would have been like, "Come on, what are you? Some kind of kook?" <laughs> 
Like anyway, the minister that's could a, say Jesus, but you're not going to say it around the campfire. This was campfire Christianity. Okay, oh, right? I loved those songs. I still can play a bunch of them. I, like I eventually learned them when I learned how to play guitar. I learned the Christian camp songs, Silver and Gold, Silver and Gold, Have I None? Or you know, like that's, you know. that's where we get the Lumineers and Mumford and Sons. It's all Christian. Oh, campfire. clap stomp, clap stomp. Yeah, that's all just Jesus music that that uh, people learned. People learned it around the camp, and then they were like, "Hey, I could write this." Rainy Everybody Days and go. Mondays is number 14 on the on this list. That's such a good song. That's a great song. Seasons in the Sun by Terry Jacks. That song freaked me out as a kid. Did you know that Captain and Tennille was uh, uh, Muskrat Love? <laughs> Captain Dragon. Ca- Captain Dragon and, and his lovely wife, Tennille. Tennille. Uh, that song, Muskrat Love, was my sexual awakening. I, I remember there being a little bit... Now, now I mentioned just in, very quickly in passing a minute ago. I think I mentioned this, but there was a song by Jefferson Starship called Miracles that I, to this day, cannot believe made it onto the radio, where you'll remember, or what's his name? Not Marty Ballin. Marty, whoever the singer guy is. He says, I got a taste of the, I got a taste of the real world, baby, when I went down on you, girl. Oh, oh, wow. And so, like, there's that. Or, you know, you got uh, the Stones singing about something and something. It's a bitch. And so you're telling me, I I remember there being a little bit of a dust-up about muskrat love, that it was about coitus between muskrats. It's a little bit, well, it's right there in the title, Muskrat Love. What does that mean? Well, it could I mean, be they, love. It's just like romantic love between muskrats? Mm. Oh, yeah. You seem like maybe like they're friends. They fish together or something. Yeah, no, I think it's humping. I think it's horny. Start a, I think start a restaurant or something. That's all yeah. horny music. And uh, and uh, and and Tennille is very cute. And the captain, it, inscrutable. And I felt like, oh, he's like the Harpo Marx, right? Like he he didn't talk in interviews and stuff. He didn't right? talk. No, he just made all the all the tunes, the all hat, the tones. Like that, you know, the hat does all the talking. But for me, as a kid, I recognized already a I was the problem. Yeah. B I didn't know why. <laughs> Where's your shirt? <laughs> and for me, I was like, oh, maybe the secret is to be a guy that wears sunglasses and a captain's hat. Yeah, and never says anything, but has a ha, but somehow managed to be in a band with Tennille, who's People like. People have a lot of questions charisma. about that guy. Who is that yeah. guy? Who's the guy in the captain hat? Well, you know, he's basically he Jonathan Colton, except without a beard. You see Michael Bolton? No, I said Jonathan Colton. He's, oh. If you look at Jonathan Colton and the captain from uh, Captain Dragon, Captain Dragon. Uh, you're going to see a lot of similarities, except, except Colton didn't and Jaws. have somebody else to do the scene. Yeah. Yeah, and I did feel like, oh, maybe Captain Hat. And then for a while I was like, oh, maybe maybe denim vest with a lot of patches on it. Maybe that's... What about Shields and Yarnell? You could pick either one. Hmm. Remember them? They were the yeah, mimes Shields. that had a TV show? They Shields. were mimes? Yeah, that's my... I'm going to pick Shields every time. Sh- 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 yes. Well, uh, nothing wrong with Yarnell. Wh- which I one of, wouldn't well, kick her out of bed for pretending to eat crackers. Which one... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second! It took me a second! Too fast! <laughs> Too fast! They had the same haircut! <laughs> <laughs> Honey, come to bed. I can't. I'm stuck in this glass box. <laughs> You're not supposed to talk. Fuck off. <laughs> I, love, I love you. I love you too. Um, the hat did all the talking. 